Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am here today with Trudy Rankin, who is the director of West Island Digital and the founder of the online business Liftoff program. Welcome, Trudy. It's great to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, Kate. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So, Trudy, why don't we get started by um, you sharing what is it that lights you up? What inspires you to get out of bed in the morning? Well, when I, when I was really, really young and, and for many, many years, uh, you know, just I would get out of bed in the morning and I would just have this intense sense of curiosity about what's going to happen today. You know, so what exciting thing is going to happen today? And later on in life, I, I, I realized that not everybody feels like that. Um, and, and people will get out of bed dreading the day and, and they don't really enjoy their life. And or life is tough. Life can be very, very tough. And one of the things that I've discovered um, that, that, that I can do and, and my team and I love doing is being able to work with people and helping them to spot opportunities where they can take what they already have inside them and turn them into opportunities to, to create financial stability for themselves or to be able to take a, a, a more of a, of a leading role in the family finances or be able to contribute to the family finances, but, but most importantly, to be able to build that confidence up to the place where they believe in themselves again. And, and we do that in lots of different ways, but we, with the online business liftoff program, because we work with people who, especially we work with carers. Um, and we also work with people over the age of 50 who are um, either unemployed or at risk of long-term unemployment. And we've been working with a big group of those people and just because of life circumstances, you end up with a lot of people who, I won't say beaten down, that's not quite the right way of looking at it. It's more like their focus has been so intensely on somebody else, somebody else's business, somebody, somebody else in the family that needs help, that they've lost sight of who they are, and they haven't had as many opportunities to look after themselves, to develop their own skills, and to, and to then be able to work with these people and say, look, it doesn't matter that you've, you've had these things happen in your life. Those things happening in your life actually create opportunities. Let us help you find those. And that's where some of the best businesses come from, isn't it? Where people have had their own life experience or their, their own challenge or uh, problem or frustration and have then gone to create a business that helps to helps to resolve that and yeah they're often the the most successful because they truly intimately understand their customer yeah absolutely I could tell you story after story you know of where that's the case somebody's experienced a problem in their own life and and they've had to solve that problem and because they've had to solve that problem they look around them and they say oh there's a whole bunch of other people with that problem let me help those people and I, I agree and it is exciting to see them succeed I had this, this is a bit of a diversion, but I had this very funny conversation in the school playground this morning. My five-year-old was born without her left hand and often kids in the playground will say, you know, what happened to your hand or what, you know, did a shark bite it? They ask all sorts of questions. <laughs> um, and she always says, I was just born that way. And then she tried to do something on the monkey bars and this little boy said, you can't do that. You've only got one hand. And I said, well, she can't do it yet. And I said, but you know what, Bruce? 
Seb, we hang out with loads of people who've got bits missing. It could be a hand, it could be a whole arm, it could be a leg. And it's amazing what Pete, and he goes, there are others. <laughs> His eyes were like big. And I said, there are lots of people who have got all sorts of differences. And this little five-year-old boy was like, there are others like her. So anyway, it was it was a very, you know, the things that come out of kids' mouths. But yeah. I think as adults too, it's like there are others. <laughs> oh, what, a, what an incredible teaching moment though. Yeah, absolutely. I would open up a great conversation. Some of the parents hanging around were kind of listening in and <laughs> it, was, it was a lovely moment. So Trudy, tell us a little bit about your journey up to launching the online liftoff program in your business. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, I won't go right back to the year dot, but um, and and there's multiple reasons, sort of where why we kind of got to the online business liftoff program. But one of the key influences in my life, well, I was really fortunate. I actually knew both of my grandmothers, and one grandmother had. They grew up at a time when women weren't expected to be working outside the home. Uh, one of them did. She became a teacher, but the other one never had the opportunity. Um, but she she made up for it by deciding she wanted to help people, and she learned how to to do braille transcription. So she would she would do the braille transcription for books. Um, and 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 the other one was um, was really interested in helping people who whose first language wasn't English to help them learn English so that they could sort of settle in and, and be comfortable in the community. And just watching and listening to the stories that they told always kind of gave me that little bit of interest in, in what it was like to be working with other people who didn't have the same, it wasn't the same playing field. It just wasn't a level playing field. And sort of fast forward a very long time, um, I, I, when I, I decided to have look after my kids first before I had a career. And, and that was great. I was always grateful that I did that. Um, but it meant that my career kind of went like this, you know, and I'm, I'm waving my hand around for people who can't see us um, a very windy path. And I fell into project management by accident and from project management, worked my way into senior management into chief information officer. And I've always been involved with digital stuff, digital technology, right. When it was sort of started to become a thing and, and was always involved with helping people learn how to use it or, or learn how to achieve success by using it. So fast forward a, a lot further, and I came to the point in my life where I had always wanted to start a business and I had an ideal opportunity to make the choice. I had the chance to make the choice. And it was like, I either do it now or I never do it at all. I'll just work out the rest of my working life in corporate and I will never do it. And I decided I was going to make the leap, start a business and do that. But I did the leap uh, thinking that I knew what I was going to do and quickly discovered that it's one thing to work for a corporate and have this massive team around you supporting you and becoming just one person in a small business doing everything and wearing all the hats. Well, one of the things that I had always done was have an internship program because I believe in supporting people get experience so that they can just get their, their foot in the door. Um, and I ended up with a, an intern from Vision Australia. And this intern from Vision Australia had um, site difficulties, quite severe site difficulties. Um, he, he, he didn't really, it didn't really affect much of what he wanted to do in his life except for he wanted a job. And it didn't matter how hard he tried or how long he looked, he hadn't been able to get a job. And he wanted one, you know, it's, it's part of social 
culture to and standing to be able to have a job, to have employment and, and to contribute to your family, uh, you know, their, their, their budget and things like that. And so I brought him on as an intern and discovered that he had been just out of sheer boredom and for something to do had been writing a blog post for a while. And, and so I asked him, you know, how long, how long have you been doing it? Do you enjoy it? What do you write about? And, and how many people do you get a month to your blog? And he told me how many people he got a month to his blog. And I went, oh, wow, that's a lot. How do you make money from it? How do you monetize it? And he went, really? You can do that? You can do that? And so we spent the next few months helping him figure out how to monetize his blog, develop his writing skills, and, and basically help him hone in on the things that he really liked writing about. He likes writing about history and antiques. That's his two passions. So he now has a business where he, he will purchase, uh, he'll go to flea markets and, and antique shops and he'll buy antiques that he's interested in. He'll go away and research their history. He cleans them up. He restores them to working order. They have to be working order for him to be happy with them. Puts videos of that up on YouTube, writes about it in his blog and then sells them on his online shop. So he has this amazing business that he's developed over time from something that he started doing out of absolute sheer boredom and desperation and, and just the difference that it made in his life and the way he stood and the way that he interacted with his family made me go, there is something here. There is something here for people who find it very difficult to find a job. And, and I, I discovered later, um, because I suggested to the CEO of Vision Australia that we, that we trial this program, that we trial a pilot program based on what I learned with this guy, his name is Shahan, um, and, and just see what, whether it would work for people who are blind, completely blind. And it did, it actually did. But what we did discover was, is that it, they, it takes them about three times as long to do a task that sighted people would normally be able to do a task in. Um, but as long as you stick with it and keep working at the task, it still gets done and it can be done uh, incredibly well. And then I discovered that, well, actually, um, some people who are blind can actually do research on the internet faster than I can do it sighted. Um, and so that, only, that generalization only holds true for some things. Long story short, we were able to turn that program into something that the government was interested in, and that we were able to get funding through something called the Try, Test, and Learn uh, Fund, which was a, an experimental pilot program that the government uh, ran um, to, to work with carers and to work with people 50 and above and to work with those, those three cohorts to teach them how to start their own online business, how to develop the digital skills and, and then just, just the joy of watching them build their confidence and things. And where we are at the moment, because we've just completed, we just had the last graduation program celebration a couple of weeks ago for the the last group that we've put through and that program finishes at the end of March and we've now opened up our community our online business liftoff community for anybody who's interested in basically starting a business finding an idea for a business starting a business and then growing that business um, because we my team and I we all have experience working with the digital side of things and also starting our own online businesses. And we've made all the mistakes. We've made all the mistakes. So we know what people can avoid and what they do need to do so that they can learn. So that's, that was a very long answer to how did you get started? 
And what's your vision for this community, Trudy? Like where do you see that in 10 years? What is it that you're wanting to achieve? Oh, I'll tell you, the, the people that we love working with, we love working with everyone, but the people that we love working with the most are people that see themselves as being non-techie, they're a little bit scared of the technology, um, and and they, for whatever reason in their life, they the, the traditional nine-to-five job just doesn't suit. It just doesn't work for them. For, it can be for many, many different reasons. And, and we, we want to do the same thing that we've done for our, our cohorts that we've just finished putting through and people like Shahan. We want to help them start their own online business so that they can have financial stability, bring value to the world and, and be able to have more choice in what they do. And that's really, really, really important because I think that small businesses and micro businesses are going to be the key to helping Australia and other parts of the world rebuild their economy. Um, but it doesn't stop there. We want to take that concept and we want to take it into other countries and to other languages and, and using local talent, local coaches, local people who've had experience in these things, work with those same groups of people in other countries. And, it, and not a franchise model, that's not the, the idea, but basically build up a whole group of skilled people who can, who can help other people develop their own online business. So over 10 years, I mean, I could give you a great long spiel, but we, we have our sights set on, on becoming a registered training organization, reaching out to multiple countries, multiple languages, and just serving as many people as we possibly can and helping them just have those extra opportunities in life. Mm, wonderful. Sounds like a, a, a community that's really going to blossom because so many people need support in that space. And even I imagine too that there are, um, and COVID has been a blessing and a curse in this space, but I imagine there's a lot of people too who've been running a business one way and realise they need to do it completely different. And so in some ways, um, and even in our business, there are elements of our business at the moment that we feel like we're back in startup mode because we're reinventing who we are and what we're doing. Um, so I imagine that that community, yeah, may evolve in some interesting ways in terms of who you attract into, into that community. Um, can you talk to me a bit about how you use technology and social media to build that community and to connect people around your business? Sure, and, and I'll try not to get into the detail or the weeds because I love technology and, and I'm, I'm happy playing with technology, and, but it also frustrates me incredibly sometimes. Um, and so we have, and, and we teach, our, we teach our, our, our participants too, that you don't need anything fancy. You just need something that works. And, and so we help create basic funnels and we do that for ourselves as well although we, you know you know we can be the we can be the the kings and queens of complexity if we want to but it's to try to get it simple so we use we use things like a technology called circle.so for our community which which is amazingly flexible and we have been really fortunate we've managed to get in on the ground floor for a lot of these technologies so we've been able to shape help shape not totally shape but help shape how it ends up working and looking. Um, so we, we really love Circle. It, it lets us um, put our mini courses in there. We've got our forum where people can talk to each other. You can, it's like, it's like, you know, Slack and Facebook and a whole bunch of those, those tools all smooshed up together and that works really well. 
Um, so, so we use, we like the concepts of the social media platforms. Um, obviously there's things about them that are a little bit painful, but they're, they're really useful ways of helping us build relationships with people by communicating with them like they're humans and also of putting out information about what we're doing, like a, like a newspaper. It's not really a newspaper. It's more like the old town crier type concept. Um, so we use, we use them like that. Um, we try not. Ask, what made you decide? Cause I think it's always an interesting decision-making process around where you host your community. And there are some really obvious reasons why you might not want to use some of the public platforms. Um, but how did you come to that decision in your business that you wanted something that, because um, often when we talk about community, there's community that has the ability to go viral, for want of a better word, where your community members can really easily lead you to more people. But often the communities that are hosted off a social network don't have the same element and so there's obviously pros and cons to both but how did you make that decision well it's interesting and it comes back to what is it that our customers need what what do our participants need not what we like um and 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 we use them for different purposes so for example we do have a private facebook community and and it's basically a place for people who aren't quite ready to take the leap to just be asked questions talk about where they are and, to, and for us to be able to give them tips and hints and, and stuff like that. Um, and, but our community on Circle is about nurture and support at a much deeper level where we've got people who are at the same level on the journey of building their business can go, hey, I'm struggling with this. Uh, can you help me? Or, hey, I've just finished this thing. Could you please give me feedback? And getting feedback from multiple minds is massively useful when um, you need to know whether this color works or do you like that font or you're feeling really butterfly-y, stomach-y, um, lack of confidence in what you've just done and you want to know how people are going to react to it. So the community, so our community, when I talk about that community, that is an, that is an inward-facing community that's, that's a group of people who are focused on the same sort of thing. Whereas if you're looking at a community on Facebook and where you're posting stuff that you're hoping will go viral, that'll be interesting enough that people will go, wow, I want to share that. That's more about awareness um, and letting people know that we exist and that we do good stuff and that we can help and we kind of understand where you are. Um, we'd love to understand more. Can you tell us more about yourself? That kind of thing. And so that's Facebook. And then we also use LinkedIn and I use LinkedIn in a slightly different way. For me, LinkedIn is more about building one-on-one -on -one relationships. I know you can use it in lots of other ways, but the way I am and my personality and what we do, I'm more interested in developing collaboration partnerships. And so I'm always looking on face on LinkedIn for the types of people who have got the same heart for helping people. They have got specific skills. Um, could we, you know, can we work together? Could we, could we do stuff? Or even just supporting people who are doing something that I think is amazing and things. So they're different purposes, different platforms, um, and they're all about community, but different communities, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things that you alluded to there, and I see it a lot in public Facebook groups, is that um, 
it takes a bit of vulnerability to be able to put your hand up and say, hey, I need help or I need support. And so obviously that's one of the really obvious benefits of a, a community that's hosted in a less public way because you don't then open yourself and your business up to the opinions and views of thousands of people you've never met before. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that's particularly when you're looking at an older demographic on on social media, that's a, that's a real concern for them. So it's interesting, though, because it's always about finding that balance. And, you know, there's obviously, as you would know, huge value in having a community where the results are public enough that you can attract new people. So, Trudy, in your work, what's one piece of advice that you'd give to those who are really deciding you know you made that leap from corporate into your own thing and I think there are some of the threads just to pull them together that you've talked about is that curiosity that you had as a young person often business owners have that curiosity or a a real desire to do things differently they see a better way of doing it so if you're in if you're speaking to someone who's in that place that they can see a solution they can see a better way they can see a way to do it and want to form a business about that but they just don't know whether or how to make the leap what what advice would you give to them i'm probably going to give you a little bit of a of a of a contrarian answer there i think and that is is that i love those <laughs> it, it, one of the biggest mistakes that that i made and that i think many many business owners make is is that they want to create something that they think somebody else should have or should use or or need and they completely skip the step of talking to the other person, standing in their shoes and going, what do you need? What do you need? How do you see what you're going through? Because what I very quickly found was is that I thought I had all the answers to lots of stuff. And, and as soon as I said, well, hang on, wait a minute, nobody seems to be interested and started talking to people, I very quickly found out that the thing that I thought was a problem, and it was obvious to me that it was a problem because it was lack of efficiency, it was this, it was costing money, it was that. To them, it wasn't a problem. It was something completely different. And as soon as you find out what it is that's completely different, then if you've done any work on creating products or services, you've completely disconnected from what they're looking for. So the first thing that I think every person should do, and this is from hard experience, people, I'm telling you this from learned experience, is, is that you need to be talking to people and digging down into what their pain points are and trying to understand the world through their eyes when it comes to the things that they're struggling with. And I love um, Ryan Levesque's method, the ask method. I don't know if you've heard of it, Kate. I'm pretty sure you have. Uh, but we use it in our business and we, we're always asking people, you know, when it comes to doing this thing, what's the biggest problem, challenge, or frustration that you have right now? The single biggest problem, challenge, or frustration you have right now. And you'd be amazed at what comes out of people's mouths. You know, things that you never expected, words that you never thought you'd hear, um, new ways of looking at things that you never would have thought of if you hadn't asked the question. So, you know, if you were just getting started, just be, ask people questions and, and shut your mouth and open your ears and listen to what they have to say. Love that. And the person who introduced us, I actually met at 
Ryan Levesque's um, events in the US. So that's how we actually came to came to be on this podcast. That is right. That is actually right. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, because the ask method is it's brilliant. I've done the program twice because it was so good, and and it's worth it's worth it. It's it's a good it's a good methodology. Uh, and it's, I, I believe that it stands the test of time. We take a lot of that um, to the next level when it comes to social media and our challenges around how do you use social media to get those questions answered as well. So certainly people in our community are very familiar with the philosophy. So just as a lead on to that, as we start to wrap up, Trudy, um, what's one thing you wish people would do differently? So whether it's in their journey of starting a business, given all the lessons and learnings you've had, particularly around tech, what's one thing you just wish people would do differently? I wish, I wish people would believe in themselves. Uh, that sounds a little, a little sort of not wishy-washy, but a little, little soft. It's, it's, it's always surprises me how much people have got this little tiny candle a little flame, you know, inside them where they're, they've got this little dream, little tiny dream that they have, and they would really like to do something, but they're afraid that if they try, they'll fail, or if they tell somebody else, they'll fail. And instead of hiding that away and never doing anything, anything with it, open it up to the oxygen, you know, expose it to the air and, you know, start to, I'm using allegorical language here but start to fan the flames of of curiosity and interest and and do take a risk do the things that you have dreamed about doing and I guarantee you that the journey will be interesting and difficult and it's going to end you up in a different place than what you thought because um you're going to you know that's old saying is is that your your battle plan uh, will go out the window the first after the first shots fired sort of a sort of a metaphor because you'll go forward and you'll try something and, and something will happen and you'll end up doing this. You'll go sideways and then you'll try something else and then you'll go left and then you'll try something else and you might wander around for a little bit. But if you don't take action, you will never get anywhere. That is certainly the truth. I love that. It's a lovely, um, you know, really basic, but one that I think some people kind of miss and I think the flip side of that is sometimes we try to get things so perfect that we never take action. We were talking about that a little bit offline. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's wonderful, Trudy. Thank you so much for joining me today. And how do people find this amazing community that is blossoming as we speak of, um, you know, people who are venturing out and starting online businesses? Yeah, for sure. So it, it's the, it's, onlinebusinessliftoff.com and the online business liftoff is all one word no nothing except for words no spaces no nothing um onlinebusinessliftoff.com and you can just come there and you can you can see just there's lots more information about the community and and how you might you know either join us on our uh, to get some tips and techniques about this this uh, thing that you're nurturing and you would really love to start or you can join our community and just get the advice and support and the guidance that you need to just help you on your way. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Trudy. It's been lovely connecting with you today. Oh, fantastic. Thanks, Kate. I love being here. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. 
You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast, and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.